Good day and thank you for standing by. Welcome to the um, software third quarter 2021 quarterly results conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After the speaker's presentation, there will be a question and answer session. To ask a question during the session, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. Please be advised that today's conference is being recorded. If you require any further assistance, please press star 0. I would now like to hand the conference over to Mr. James Stanford, Head of Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you, and welcome to PayCon's third quarter 2021 earnings conference call. Certain statements made on this call are not historical facts, including those related to our future plans, objectives, and expected performance, are forward-looking statements within the meaning of the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. These forward-looking statements represent our outlook only as of the date of this conference call. While we believe any forward-looking statements made on this call are reasonable, actual results may differ materially because the statements are based on our current expectations and subject to risks and uncertainties. These risks and uncertainties are discussed in our filings with the SEC, including our most recent annual report on Form 10K and our most recent quarterly report on Form 10Q. To refer to and consider these factors when relying on such forward-looking information. Any forward-looking statement made speaks only as of the date on which it is made, and we do not undertake and expressly disclaim any obligation to update or alter our forward-looking statement, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise, except as required by applicable law. Also, during today's call, we will refer to certain non-GAAP financial measures, including adjusted EBITDA, non-GAAP, net income, adjusted gross profit, adjusted gross margin, and certain adjusted expenses. We use these non-GAAP financial measures to review and assess our performance and for planning purposes. A reconciliation schedule showing GAAP versus non-GAAP results is included in the press release that we issued after the close of the market today and is available on our website at investors.paycom.com. I'll turn the call over to Chad Richardson, Paycom's president and chief executive officer. Chad. Thanks, James, and thanks to everyone joining our call today. I will spend a few minutes on the highlights of our third quarter 2021 results and our progress on key initiatives. Following that, Craig will review our financials and our guidance, and then we will take questions. We delivered very strong third quarter 2021 results with revenue of $256 million, representing robust year-over-year revenue growth of 30.4%, which was above the top end of our guidance range. We continue to see strong demand for our products across our target market, and we are having great success attracting new clients. We have reinvested and will continue to reinvest revenue upside into the business while still delivering attractive adjusted EBITDA margins. With these strong results, we are once again raising our full-year guidance, which Craig will discuss in more detail. Our innovative solutions continue to gain popularity, and we are being recognized by industry organizations for their impact on the human capital management industry. In September, Paycom was once again awarded the 2021 Top HR Product Honor at the HR Technology Conference for our newest innovation, Betty. This marks the third consecutive year for Paycom to receive such honors, which included the Direct Data Exchange in 2019, Manager on the Go in 2020, and now Betty in 2021. It is precisely the combination of these three industry firsts coupled 
It's our comprehensive single database that is transforming the human capital management industry and turning employee usage and easy-to-use solutions into key buying criteria for clients. Betty is a self-service payroll technology that allows employees to do their own payroll, and we are having great success in the market. As a reminder, with Betty, employees submit their own time work, they make their own benefit selections, schedule deductions, manage tax statuses, remit expenses, request time off, and do all the things that an employee does to calculate a check. Betty does the rest and works with the employee to ensure a perfect payroll for them prior to the payroll. Employees doing their own payroll is the only way payroll should be done. I am very pleased with the market response to Betty, and I continue to expect all clients to eventually deploy Betty. Our advertising and marketing efforts continue to deliver strong demo leads that are fueling our revenue growth, and we will intend to continue to spend aggressively in the coming quarters to further expand our market share in the large and expanding HCM CAM. Our advertising strategy is working, and we are deliberately reinvesting revenue upside into advertising, marketing, and product innovation. You've heard me say consistently that we are willing to trade a point of margin for a point of growth, but we are unwilling to trade a point of margin for a point of nothing. And that philosophy has served us well over the years, and you can see it in our results. On the sales front, we are seeing success with both smaller and larger companies. I'm particularly pleased with the traction we are having in our recently expanded target market range of companies with up to 10,000 employees, where our messaging around ease of use and the employee self-service is resonating. Finally, it's great to see all the pay-com faces back in the office, even if behind masks. We have successfully transitioned nearly all employees back to our offices around the country, and it is great to see we are getting our office culture back. While we accomplished extraordinary things working remotely, I believe we're even better together. Many of our new hires are experiencing for the first time the daily buzz and enthusiasm that makes Paycom a unique place to work. While our sales teams are still selling virtually, we are already seeing the benefits of everyone being safely back in the office, sharing best practices, and collaborating more closely. In summary, Q3 was a very strong quarter driven by record new client revenue. The investments we've made throughout 2020 and to date in 2021 have made Paycom more differentiated than ever, and we are seeing the benefits across the sales, service, and product organizations. As a reminder, we have approximately 5% market share of a growing TAM and a long runway ahead of us. I want to thank all of our hardworking and dedicated employees for their grit and commitment to success. With that, I'll turn the call over to Craig for a review of our financials and guidance. Craig? Before I review our third quarter 2021 results and our outlook for the fourth quarter and full year 2021, I would like to remind everyone that my comments related to certain financial measures will be on a non-GAAP basis. We are very pleased with our third quarter results with total revenues of $256.2 million, representing growth of 30.4% over the comparable prior year period, driven primarily by strong new client revenue growth. Within total revenues, recurring revenue, $251.3 million for the third quarter of 2021, representing 98% of total revenues for the quarter and growing 30.4% from the comparable prior year period. Total adjusted gross profit for the third quarter was $214.8 million, representing an adjusted gross margin of 83.8%. 
Third quarter margins were impacted by both our return to office and our aggressive hiring of the individuals needed to service our current and future growth. For 2021, we expect to deliver a very strong adjusted gross margin of approximately 85%. Adjusted total administrative expenses were $142.5 million for the third quarter as compared to $113.3 million in the third quarter of 2020. Adjusted sales and marketing expense for the third quarter of 2021 was $66.3 million, or 25.9% of revenues. Our marketing strategy continues to generate strong demo leads we plan to continue to invest in advertising given the strong return on our investment we are seeing. As Chad suggested, growth remains a top priority and advertising is a productive lever that we have continued to deploy to drive revenue growth. Adjusted R&D expense was $29.3 million in the third quarter of 2021, or 11.4% of total revenues. Adjusted total R&D costs, including the capitalized portion, for $40.7 million in the third quarter of 2021, compared to $29.8 million in the prior year period. Even in this tight labor market, we are having good success attracting and retaining talent. Adjusted EBITDA was $89.7 million in the third quarter of 2021, or 35% of total revenues, compared to $67.5 million in the third quarter of 2020, or 34.3% of total revenues. The gap net income for the third quarter was $30.4 million, or $0.52 cents per diluted share, versus $27.5 million, or $0.47 cents per diluted share in the prior year period, based on approximately 58 million shares in both periods. Non-gap net income for the third quarter, 2021, was $53.6 million, or $0.92 cents per diluted share, versus $40.6 million, or $0.70 cents per diluted share in the prior year period. We expect non-cash stock-based compensation for the fourth quarter of 2021 to be approximately 22 to 24 million. For the full year, we anticipate non-cash stock-based compensation will be approximately 98 to 100 million. For 2021, we anticipate our full year effective income tax rate to be 23 to 25% on a GAAP basis. On a non-GAAP basis, we anticipate our full year effective income tax rate to be 25 27%. Turning to the balance sheet, we ended the third quarter of 2021 with cash and cash equivalents of $230.9 million and total debt of $29.6 million. Cash from operations was $83.2 million for the third quarter, reflecting our strong revenue performance and the profitability of our business model. The average daily balance of funds held on behalf of clients was approximately $1.6 billion in the third quarter of 2021. During the third quarter of 2021, we repurchased approximately 61,000 shares for a total of roughly $29 million. Through September 30th of 2021, Acom has repurchased nearly 4.3 million shares since 2016 for a total of approximately $484 million, and we currently have roughly $271 million remaining in our comeback program. Shifting to guidance. We are pleased to provide strong fourth quarter guidance that reflects the robust performance year to date, and we are raising our full year 2021 outlook as a result. Our Q4 and full year guidance are as follows. For the fourth quarter of 2021, we expect total revenues in the range of 274.5 to 276.5 million, representing a growth rate over the comparable prior year period of approximately 25% at the midpoint of the range. 
We expect it just to be the for the fourth quarter in the range of 103 to 105 million, representing an adjusted EBITDA margin of approximately 37.7% at the midpoint of the range. For fiscal 2021, we are raising our expected revenue range to 1 billion 45 million to 1 billion 47 million, up from 1 billion 36 million to 1 billion 38 million, or approximately 24% year-over-year growth at the midpoint of the range. We expect full-year adjusted EBITDA in the range of 413 to 415 million, representing an adjusted EBITDA margin of approximately 39.6% at the midpoint of the range. To conclude, we are very pleased with the performance in the quarter and how the full year has been shaping up. Product differentiation, outstanding customer service, and our use of effective advertising and sales levers are all contributing to our strong results, and we have a long runway ahead of us to continue to deliver rapid growth for years to come. With that, we will open the line for questions. Operator? As a reminder to ask a question, you will need to press star 1 on your telephone. To withdraw your question, press the pound key. Please stand by while we compile the Q&A roster. Your first question comes from the line of Raimo Lenz Chow of Barclays. Your line is open. Hey, uh, thank you, and uh, congrats again for another quarter. It's a fast growing HR company that I cover. Um, the, I have two quick questions. Uh, first, um, Chad, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you talk about the customer, new customer momentum. Can you talk a little bit about the, the blending kind of size and, you know, the, the marginal uptake that you see from this new customer? Is there any change um, in terms of, like, what people are buying, you know, how Betty, et cetera, are impacting, how cheap you're lending to them? And then I have one follow-up question. Yeah, definitely. Well, Betty, for, for instance, Betty is included on all accounts since July uh, that we've sold. And so that doesn't mean that we've converted all of them that we've sold since July. But Betty is included uh, in that, meaning that it's, it's sold as part of the, the, the package that we sell with that. Uh, included in that, there are uh, products that are, to be honest with you, are, are, are somewhat our most popular products anyway. Uh, but uh, I do believe Betty is making an impact on our ability to uh, sell more products at the point of, at the initial point of sale. Yeah, perfect. And then um, if you if you think back to the pandemic, uh, you kind of did really well in new customers, but your existing customers had lower employee count, which obviously don't hurt. Um, since now in September, like a lot of the benefits kind of fell away. Like, what do you see in terms of rehiring at the existing customer level? And that could that be another driver for you as we think about, like, you know, uh, next year as well in terms of the revenue trajectory. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to take this as you're talking about the uh, clients that we had at the time of the pandemic and then the negative impact on them, which we quantified. Yep. Uh, in the past of that 1.82 to million. We've talked about a couple of different quarters of seeing improvement in that. Uh, specifically, this last quarter of uh, second quarter we did talk about, you did see a little bit of improvement to the extent we did. It was uh, around $100,000 a week. That uh, trend has continued uh, into the third quarter, where I would say it was uh, very similar uh, to what it was in the second quarter as to that improvement of about uh, 1 to 1.5 million positive impact on the quarter 
from uh, our pre-pandemic client base uh, becoming a little bit more healthy. Perfect. Well done. Congratulations again. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Samad Samana of Jeffries. Your line is open. Hi, good evening. Thanks for taking my questions. Congrats on, uh, on the strong substantial for me as well. Uh, maybe first, um, Chad, you know, it, it at least seemed like uh, you guys had done a certified that turned out to grow really aggressively. Um, just, I'm curious, as you think about the investments you made today, is there any change in the mix between those as you think about maybe, you know, you mentioned the reopening. Will there be a mixture of dollars going to either advertising versus back into sales account versus other modalities like user conferences? Just how should you think about that investment framework mixing in terms of dollars uh, as the world reopens? Sure. Well, we're, def we're definitely focused on the marketing and advertising, and I'm sure you guys have seen our assets out there uh, working. We continue to uh, drive that. You know, we've also returned uh, to the office, uh, each of our offices, as well as here in Oklahoma City. I was actually uh, a week and a half ago with all, all of our uh, sales leaders uh, uh, in, uh, in Aspen as we've done uh, really our first uh, big meeting uh, with one another since uh, the pandemic. Something else that we're doing, we're having a lot of success hiring. Uh, you know, we have to hire service individuals and train them up ahead of uh, the revenue that we are bringing in. And so uh, we've had a lot of success hiring uh, service individuals, uh, you know, with the anticipation uh, that uh, our growth uh, continues as it has, and we will need to, to service uh, uh, these accounts. And so those are, those are the, the large areas. Obviously, uh, uh, marketing is more of a lever-type area, and, uh, you know, we, we spend that deliberately uh, throughout the quarter to make sure that we're not uh, uh, leaving, uh, you know, powder in the keg that we could turn into uh, uh, sell sales. Yeah, and Samad, I would also uh, echo that. I mean, we're, you know, we're also having success on the uh, the R and D side. I mean, we're we're, we're able to uh, to hire and, and uh, bring those individuals in as well. Great. And then maybe just a question on on booking uh, linearity in the quarter. Uh, maybe can you help us understand the overall strength of bookings in the third quarter, and then um, how it trended throughout the quarter, just given you know. Um, we've heard kind of sharing news in, in software more broadly around, around trends uh, evolving over the course of the quarter. I mean, our bookings in the quarter remain strong uh, throughout third quarter. In fact, the October we just finished was our largest booking month ever. I know I say that quite often, but, you know, we would expect uh, uh, we would expect to have strong quarters uh, in subsequent quarters uh, in, in months for bookings. But, uh, you know, bookings remain strong. Now deals are booked, and then they turn into revenue uh, over time, whether that's uh, 13 weeks or 17 weeks. Uh, is our focus for those. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we had a lot of strong bookings coming in third quarter. And as I mentioned, uh, October was our largest booking month uh, we've ever had at our company. Great. Thank you. That's my questions. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Judge Vivek of Stickle. Your line is open. Great. Thanks very much. Chad, as you sort of look back over the last 18 months and the efficiencies that you've been able to achieve across the organization, where would be one or two places where you generated the most, and where do you think it's most sustainable going forward? 
Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I think that we've gained a lot of efficiencies through our, the own, our own technology that we've developed to use internally. Some of that is based off of com internal communication, which has to strengthen uh, in order to survive the uh, work from home and uh, the impacts of the virtual uh, environment as we, as we move to it. Uh, I believe we're still g uh, gaining efficiencies through the sales uh, model uh, as uh, predominantly most all of our sales are still done virtually, uh, which does allow for uh, better training on our side uh, and allows uh, our managers specifically to be able to uh, set on more calls. I'm sure there's others, but I would call out that, uh, those two for sure. That's great. Thanks very much. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Mark Martin of Baird. Your line is open. Good afternoon, Scotty. Um, really strong sequential growth uh, in this quarter, and, and obviously commercial booking. I was wondering, could you help um, put a little bit more color behind, um, you know, where you're seeing the booking strength? Is it newer markets uh, for you relative to older markets, smaller clients versus larger clients? Uh, obviously, the marketing is. Is, is having a positive impact, but I'm wondering if you're seeing any patterns that are discernible. Not really. I would say it's more of the same for us. There's just more of it. Now, I would uh, remind everyone that we did uh, uh, increase our inside sales group uh, in the past. Uh, I've talked about that, uh, how we've grown that over the years. Uh, we now have 10 uh, teams there that, that we have, of course, to bring in smaller deals uh, with a little bit uh, lower revenue associated with it. But uh, I wouldn't be really be able to call out that the mix is different than what you've had in the past. Uh, it's the same type mix. We continue to uh, go more up market, but we always have. And so, uh, but the mix is very similar. Great. And can you... Give a little bit more color with regards to the impact of Betty, and and then lastly, just a little bit more color with regards to the impact of bringing people into the office in terms of the gross margin for this quarter, and, and how we should think about gross margins going forward. Yeah, I would say the gross margin. I mean, it definitely was impacted some by the return to work. You, you definitely have some of that. But I would also say that we've had a lot of success hiring our service individuals as we get ready to uh, be trained up, uh, uh, you know, for the revenue uh, that we're bringing in. And so uh, there's been uh, there's been quite a bit of it there as well. From a Betty perspective, we started selling it uh, to the group to the masses in July. Uh, and since uh, July, I think in July, I said that we had sold a thousand, some were in conversion, some had already started. As of today, we've sold uh, nearly four thousand. Uh, again, uh, some have already started, and, and some are in, uh, and some are in conversion. So that that product continues to be successful for us, as it uh, changes the way that employees uh, do their payroll and really puts the control into their hands. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Ryan McDonald of Needham. The line is open. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Michael Rackers on for Ryan. Uh, thanks for taking my question and congrats on the quarter. Um, at Eastward Tech and some other uh, industry work we've done this year, we've heard about a lot of new customer interests in terms of functionality and things like daily pay and talent intelligence. Um, which seems to be more targeted to the customer segment that you are starting to target more moving up market. 
Um, how do you think about product expansion in the larger customer segment uh, that may or may not have, have some different module requirements? We're, we're in the larger, you know, for us, the larger uh, clients are the are the 10,000 uh, employee companies. I believe our largest clients are around 20,000-ish uh, employees. And so we believe we provide a very strong product uh, for that. I, I've kind of said in the past that there may be such thing as, a, as an enterprise-level uh, business, but I do not believe there's such thing as an enterprise-level employee. You're an employee. You can be working with a... A 300 company today and a company that might have 50,000 employees uh, tomorrow, but you're the same person and you expect the same type of functionality. And that's really what we are providing is the appropriate tools for the employee base. I mean, you can hand me a shovel and ask me to dig a four-mile trench, and I may or may not be able to do it, but that's not the correct tool to do that. And so one thing we've been able to do is bring the correct tools to the employee base uh, uh, regardless of size. And a lot of the things you'll find is that the things that an employee has to do are pretty much the same whether that employee ha is working at a company that has, you know, 300 employees or 5,000 employees, all rules apply. Uh, as you get into the larger companies, you do sometimes have to deal more with uh, uh, international uh, type of tax situations and other. Uh, but uh, for the most part, we feel uh, really good about the uh, value that our product's able to uh, deliver to those large market employees as well. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Siti Anigrahi of Mizuho. Your line is open. Hey guys, this is actually Matt Simon. I'm trying to see congrats again on the, the results here. One thing I'm trying to figure out is the sense of our sales office. You know, that sounds like everybody's enthusiastic to be back in the office, but it's undeniable the benefits that came from virtual selling over the last 18 months. How should we think about sales office openings in 2022? Sure. We actually did. I didn't call it out in uh, in prepared remarks, but we actually did open up an office uh, in this past quarter. We opened up a, se a second Manhattan office uh, there in New York City. Uh, as far as from sales, I think it's important to state that we are back in the office, but we are selling virtually from our office. And so the change there is we were selling virtually from our homes. Now we are back in the office selling virtually from the office. And so uh, we have the collaboration, uh, and it may, just makes more sense for us to uh, to be there. Helpful. And with Petty, it, it sounds like there's a lot of positive momentum happening in, in that module. Could you help us understand what percentage of the e-coms client base today is prepared to upgrade to Betty or, or be sold Betty? I, I know there's some requirements that go into that module. Any color there would be helpful. Well, prepared from a product, you know, prepared mentally, I'm hoping all of them are, but prepared from a, a product standpoint, uh, you know, there, there there would be some products that we would upsell uh, to some of our clients that, uh, that would enable them to get the full uh, value and actually be able to use uh, Betty. I haven't uh, disclosed exactly what that is because that's a moving target as we continue to have success. 
uh, selling Betty, both into the uh, current client base as well as to all new clients that are brought on. Thanks so much. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Ryan Virgin of Collins. The line is open. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, I have a follow-up on that here. So, so just curious how the efforts are progressing on selling it back into that existing case. So out of those 4,000 or so sold clients, can you give us a sense on how many of those were in the existing case versus me? Well, we're not splitting that out separately, but I would you, you could expect there to be a healthy mix of both uh, with 4,000, so you, you have a, hex, a healthy uh, mix of both. You know, for current clients, it's one of those things where they're having success uh, with our current product in the current environment, and we're going up to them asking them to change their internal processes again uh, to start uh, uh, to start the process at the beginning versus at the end. Uh, we're having a lot of success with that, and as we get more and more proof sources of current clients that have shifted over to it and their employees are having great success, we are receiving both more client referrals as well as more uh, prospect prospect referrals, which is driving uh, more results for us. Okay. And then just on the talent and the hiring front, um, any challenges at all in acquiring needed talent across the organization, whether that's in sales or services? Well, there's no doubt it's a tighter, it's a tighter market, and it really does depend on at what level uh, we're talking about bringing people in and then also what departments. Uh, you know, some levels we're actually receiving upgrades uh, in talent uh, due to the fact that I think our brand's much stronger than it's been in the past, and we are destination uh, location for employment. In some areas, just like everyone else, it's a tight labor market, and we're all fighting uh, for talent. So it's really somewhat uh, department-dependent, as well as uh, at what level of employee versus is it a new frontline type position, uh, or is this a management uh, level position? But it's tied everywhere, but uh, we are having uh, a lot of success uh, continuing to bring uh, people in. Okay. Thank you. Next question comes from Alex Zipkin of Google's Research. Your line is open. Hey there, this is Alan on for Alex Zipkin. Seems to see the bit of an inflection in the demand environment in the March and April timeframe. How are you thinking about the constraining trends around both reopening along with the storage of talent? Are these are these opposing forces or are they coming together to have demand? I'll tell you from where we're at right now, and I've kind of said this a little bit, uh, or a bit consistently, I would say is we needed stability uh, in the market in order for us to, uh, in order for it to enable our growth, uh, so that our growth could actually be reflected as we brought uh, businesses in. We needed some stability. We've had that. As far as uh, it being a tight uh, uh, labor market, uh, you know, I do think there is some impact. Uh, obviously, and the larger we get, the larger the impact. Uh, uh, you know, on our on our ability to uh, have a, what I'm going to call same store or current client uh, growth and see that. We've never been a company that's been dependent upon that, nor have we really uh, 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 looked at that as any type of driver for us. And probably still